Okay, tov everybody. So we are continuing with the Garrett Haramban, and we've been discussing the very, very important topic of tefillah, and specifically, uh, we've been talking humility in the context of tefillah and how humility is an essential part before a person can properly approach Hakadosh Baruch Hu in tefillah. A person has to have a feeling of humility in front of Hashem that he is helpless in front of Hashem. So now uh, Rabbi Foyer goes on to another point related to uh, tefillah as well. And he quotes Rabbi Yosef Albo. Yosef Albo wrote this important sefer called Sefer HaYikarim. It was one of the very early uh, sefarim based on Jewish philosophy. He sets, sets forward many of the principles of Jewish philosophy in the Sefer HaYikarim. So he asks the following question. How does a mortal dare to approach the Almighty in prayer to ask Him to change His decrees? How could a person come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and ask him to change something that Hashem has decided for that person? If Hashem had made a decision, so certainly he knows what's best for him. So how do we have the audacity to request a change of the, as, as Rabbi Foyer says, the divine design of events? If Hashem has a plan for a person. Hashem wants a certain thing to happen. So where does tefillah fall in? How does tefillah play a role? How does tefillah effect change? Or how, how could we even try to use tefillah to effect change if Hashem has a plan for that person. Obviously, that plan is for the best. So he says that one who undergoes, one who prays properly, he really connects to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Tzvila, he really stands in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu with humility, with focus, with connection to Hashem during the time of Tefillah. So then that person, he undergoes a literal process of transformation. Meaning, as we discussed earlier, that tefillah changes a person. A person undergoes a transformation through the experience of tefillah. So either, earlier, earlier we spoke about how when a person, when he speaks to Hashem, before he was alone and frightened, weak and torn by worries, so, and tefillah is now his, he's standing in front of Hashem and he, he sends all his troubles onto Hashem. That was one aspect of tefillah. But now, he discusses a second aspect of transformation. And this is more of a self-transformation, not a transformation just in terms of the relationship with Hashem, but it's a self-transformation, changing oneself through tefillah. And he says, When a person can change themselves, they literally means they change their preparation, but the way right before it translated is as their character changes. When a person's character changes, then the divine decree against them changes accordingly as well. Whatever the plan of Kadosh Baruch Hu had... This is how I understand the idea. Whatever plan HaKadosh Baruch Hu had was not for the post-Tefillah person, it was for the pre-Tefillah person. But after a person approaches HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Tefillah, he becomes a different person. Now, how does he become a different person? He, because when he stands in front of Hashem, both through the preparation, which it makes sense with Rabbi, what the Sefer Karim says, Ha-ha-chana, the preparation, through the preparation for Tefillah, the humility that he must imbue himself with in order to properly face HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Tefillah. And he has that experience of closeness with Hashem by standing in front of Hashem and acknowledging that Hashem is the creator. Hashem is the provider for all his needs. Everything he has, could want, and need certainly come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So now he's a different person. The person that the decree was placed upon, that's not him. That's somebody else. He's not, he, he, that was the pre-Tefillah person, not the post-Tefillah person. There was never a Xerah, there was never a decree placed against that post-Tefillah person. It was a different person. And through that experience of coming close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he changes himself and he changes the decree that's upon him. It's a very interesting, uh, reminds me a lot of some of the writings that the Chachamim write uh, regarding 
Tefillah. I looked for it last night, I couldn't find it. But I, I believe that it's based on words that the Rambam writes in the, in the laws of Teshuvah, Teshuvah. He said something similar, that when a person does Teshuvah, when a person repents, when a person changes his deeds, changes his actions, so how does that work? Whatever he did, he did. The past is in the past. The, the actions have been done already. There have been effects, right? So how could he undo it? So the answer is that when he changes himself as a person, he's now a different person. So whatever actions were done were not done by him. They were done by somebody else, the pre-Teshuvah person. But now that he has had the ability to transform himself through the Teshuvah process, through repentance, which with all its different steps and, and processes, etc., he's become a different person. And that different person is now the person that is going to be judged by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, hopefully in a more favorable way, because he has successfully uprooted much of, his, uh, much of the um, issues that he has had, much of the struggles that he has had. So... As the Rabbi Hoyer says, one alters one's de- when one alters one's destiny, he alters oneself. By altering oneself, he can alter one's destiny. Okay, Rabbi Hoyer continues and quotes the Chavot Halavavot, who gives a detailed instruction on how to uh, prepare oneself for prayer. Uh, I think we'll probably save this for the next shiur, but it very much um, summarizes a lot of the things that we've learned in the previous shiurim. Um, about humility, about preparation, about focus, about kavanah. So hopefully we'll see that. Um, hopefully we'll see that in the next year, and then uh, maybe we'll continue on to uh, the next topic as well in the uh, in that same in that same year. Okay, have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol tov.